please welcome to Cloud and Clear someone I've been trying to get on the show for a very long time, the Vice President of Strategic Industries at Google, Phil Moyer. Welcome to Cloud and Clear. Tony, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it a long time. I'm so glad we saw each other recently at the, the Partner Advisory Council, spent some time together in Fort Lauderdale. That was really nice because, you know, we, none of us have been able to get in person for, for, for such a long time. For years now, it feels like, and um, it was really nice to be able to connect. It was as well. As well, great to be back in person. Great to be back. Absolutely. Um, so, look, before we get into uh, into the episode, I always like to give the audience a chance to know our guests a little better. We'll do we'll do a few you know a few questions. Just tell me a little bit about um, uh, how long you've been at Google. And what really motivated you to originally to make the leap and, and come over to uh, to work here? Sure. I think, you, you know, I worked prior at Microsoft and I worked at Amazon for a number of years. Um, I've been here for three years. Uh, I just celebrated my third anniversary um, this past July. And I have to tell you, it was really an opportunity. Google has got some of the most amazing assets. You know, I tell people that most people don't realize the size and scale of the Google network. We start with one of the biggest fiber optic networks on the planet. And that's super important to highly regulated companies, to companies that you know, require low latency, dependability. Um, we've got some of the best machine learning um, in the industry and some of the best data assets in the industry. And the opportunity to really build a cloud strategy on top of that, um, really, I would tell you, we were at five billion when I got here. It was, you know, Thomas was had just started, and you know, fast forward three years later, we just announced roughly about a twenty-five billion dollar run rate. So um, it's just been incredible uh, to really uh, to really empower those assets, bring those assets to the customers. Yeah, five x in three years. By the way, being at Google Cloud for three years officially makes you uh, one of the veterans. I know, I know. It's amazing to me. You know, the sheer number of people. Um, you know, you can watch about how many people have been hired after you, and I'm looking at it. I'm going, I must be either old or or we must be growing rapidly. I think it's the latter. Hopefully, so. definitely, definitely. We've uh, enjoyed the the ride alongside of Google being all in. It's been it's been great to see our our, our joint you know kind of evolution and journey and. I think market acceptance in a lot of ways. I remember the back of the days, probably before, even before you got here, although you probably saw that in the beginning, like I used to say, you know, is uh, four or five years ago, we wouldn't even get the RFP. We wouldn't even get invited to the dance. You know? <laughs> well, if we, if we've grown 5X, I'm, I would have to estimate that you've probably had to grow 10X because you're in so many of our customers. So I have to compliment yeah, you on that. like that. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's been going all in has been, has been good. Let's just put it that way. Um, let's spend a little more time on the personal side. Um, wh- where'd you grow up? Where do you live now? Sure. So I grew up outside of Reading, Pennsylvania, um, in between kind of Reading and Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Um, I live outside of Philadelphia. You're behind me is uh, New Jersey Intercoastal Waterway. I'm happy to say I'm uh, actually spending a little bit of time down at, uh, at the New Jersey Intercoastal, which you get a chance to, to do uh, occasionally. So Awesome. But still working, I see. So it's just uh, uh, I'm working. different venue. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, how did you learn? How did you learn German? So uh, funny thing. Um, so you know, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, is a very, very German area. Um, Hamburg, uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. A lot of people from kind of the Alsace-Lorraine area of, of kind of France, Germany, settled in that area. And so my grandparents, all of my aunts and uncles, my grandfather came from a family of 21 brothers and sisters, all farmers. And all of them spoke a dialect of German that's called Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, Tony, I can tell you a a Pennsylvania Dutch joke if you're you're interested. 
Yes, you hear sir, definitely. You hear it? Okay, uh, I'll say, kannst du Hucke bleiben? Now, your answer to that is supposed to be ja, wenn sie setzen. So go ahead and say ja, wenn sie setzen. Ja, wenn sie setzen. So, wenn sie setzen. Ja, wenn sie setzen. So what that means is I said, can you catch flies? And you said yes, when they sit still. So that's a Pennsylvania Dutch joke. So that's <laughs> all of my relatives in that area spoke a dialect. dialect so. so now if you go to Pennsylvania Dutch country, I, wanna, I want you to use that joke. Got so. it. I will remember that and use it. Um, my uh, my uncle uh, was was Polish and grew up in Germany. He played soccer in Germany. I remember uh, married into the family, um, and uh, he was he was he was native and German. So um, it's uh, it's something that I heard, heard heard some of growing up, including some of those some of those jokes. But um, you have to be from Pennsylvania to know that one. By the way, you're talking about Reading and stuff like that. For those who don't know, I mean that's Monopoly, right? That's a uh, Reading, that's a Reading Railroad. Railroad. Absolutely. Yeah. Right one there. of the pieces I always go after in a game of Monopoly. Absolutely. So, so these days, Phil, as you sort of, uh, I know you're you're sort of a sponge like I am. You uh, find inspiration in all sorts of places. Um, who or what inspires you these days? Um, you know, I got to tell you, I think that there's um, there's some really incredible um, technologists in the marketplace um, today. Um, you know, I've been super impressed with the moonshots that somebody like an Elon Musk is doing. Um, you know, I really do believe we're in this era right now of you can dream it and you can do it. Um, so I love watching, you know, some of the things that are coming out of, out of Tesla right now. I think that we're doing some pretty incredible stuff. I think all the, the large tech companies right now are doing some incredible stuff. But I would I'd probably have to say, you know, some of the moonshot ideas, whether or not it's the boring company or, or whether or not it's... Um, Mag trains or otherwise, I just I love some of the, the the true moonshot ideas right now that are coming out from from Tesla. I'm with you on that. I think it's you know he's somewhat of a controversial figure, but who 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 doing the kinds of things that he's doing in the history of time hasn't been a little weird, you know? Like uh, I agree, um, and I mean, have to expect that. You got to you got to dream it and then just do it. So yeah, now he's a. Uh, He's, he feels like a modern, you know, like a modern Edison or somebody like that, for sure. Like somebody we haven't had in my lifetime, you know, that I remember. Um, I, and I love that, you know, as, as, an, as an immigrant myself, I love that, you know, he's, he's someone that comes from another country and he's here where it's like the best place to execute his ideas definitively are here in America. And he's doing those things in America. I just, I just love that. Whether it's SpaceX or other things, it's like, you know, these are these are these are awesome things to, to be happening right here. You know, I had met him back in, uh, I'd say, 2002. I sat down at a table. I was at Microsoft at the time and uh, it was just him and I. And I, he asked me what I did. I was at Microsoft running global customers at the time. And he said, um, and I said to him, what do you do? And he goes, well, I'm going to build a manned mission to Mars. And I was like, well, you need some Microsoft Office for that <laughs> so at the time. <laughs> and I said, uh, you know, you're going to, I said, uh, in my lifetime? And he literally looked at me, and this is back in about that 2002, I think it was 2002, 2003 time period. He looked at me, he kind of tilted his head. He said, you know, if you live into your 70s, yes. And I'm like, and so fast forward today, I'm, like, I'm still blown away by, you know, his, his uh, ability to predict and ability to do. So Totally, totally. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I I, I look at uh, the, the stuff he's doing, and I'm like, if he can do what he's doing, I feel yeah. like running SADA shouldn't be that difficult. Um, so so let's talk about um, strategic industries. I know that you know uh, it's sort of been conventional wisdom that as markets mature, software companies mature, as enterprise software go to market uh, approaches mature, 
getting into industry-focused solutions is uh, critical. Uh, but you know, Google tends to evolve quickly and do things a little you know differently than, than maybe um, uh, what has, has been done in the past. So, what does strategic industries mean um, at Google, and what is uh, what's the charter of your current role? So, you know, I would tell you that um, there's a number of industries that we've identified that have tremendous opportunity uh, to benefit from some of the assets that I had mentioned to you. Um, we've really tried to take a handful of, of, of customers, I would say, and a handful of industries, focus not just um, salespeople calling on them, but deep industry experts um, that come from the industry, that speak the language, that understand the compliance requirements, that understand the challenges, the existing legacy systems that have to be integrated and really meet the customer in their industry, speak their language and actually and, and bring them ideas of transformation with the Google assets um, in those industries. You can't do that across every industry. In some cases, you know, certain industries are further ahead, some are further behind, um, but you really need to be able to identify the, the organizations where you feel like we are within a three to five year time period of disruption and Google can really help organizations actually be a part of that disruption or part of that transformation. And so for us, it was around concentrating where we hire industry experts, where we really build reference architectures, where we go deep with the existing systems of the customers, and really where we build joint value propositions with the customers. And so for us, it's healthcare, you know, it's retail and CPG, it's financial services. And for financial services, it's banking, insurance, capital markets, payments, and even blockchain. It's telco, it's media, um, it's gaming, um, and manufacturing. I think it's important. And I know it was important for, for Thomas when he first came in to, to really have the past performance of the top 10, you know, top 15 companies in each of those verticals. And it's always difficult to um, win like the first, like the first big banking customer and the first big manufacturing, you know, customer. But I've seen so much of that progress in the last three years. It's been it's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I feel the importance of this every day working in this ecosystem is that the fundamental question every customer ultimately uh, you have to be able to answer for is like, can you solve this problem that I'm having? And have you done it for someone that looks like me? I, it's such a it's such a great thing to, to ask the question. Um, I think a lot of times people approach industries with kind of this top down notion where they're going to like come in from the outside with a solution. Um, and I think that one of the things I think Google does very well is they get in, they'll ideate with the customer and they'll say, no, I'll be truthful with you. We haven't solved the problem before, but we have a methodology for being able to work with you to be able to tease out what are some of the common things that we've seen, what are some of the assets. And then we have, have this ability, um, we have a kind of a, what we call kind of a think big process where we're able to go in and say, you know, if we were to go and create something truly disruptive or solve this problem at this level, what's the value to you? You know, how do we do it? How do we get to minimal viable product? Um, and then work backwards from that kind of think big um, process um, to be able to, to solve the problems. So in some cases, yes, we have solved it. In some cases we haven't. You know, the importance is that what we do is we take our innovation methodology and we work with the customer on the problem together. Because I will tell you each, you know, whether you're talking about trying to do loan origination, you know, or whether or not you're trying to stitch together systems for hospitals, each customer is slightly different in where they're coming from, you know, what they're trying to achieve in it. And so we'll bring IP, we'll bring assets like machine learning assets or data integration technologies or our network or otherwise, um, but we'll solve it in the customer context, which is, I would tell you, 
Having worked in some of the other cloud vendors, I really do feel like this is like one of the areas where we do some of the most bespoke and some of the most transformational work that I've had an opportunity to do in my career. Yeah, I, I think finding those customers who have the vision to do the work together, sort of co-develop is, is a blessing when you can have it. And I think that obviously as you're building real time with a customer that can express their requirements and needs and, and can be a true partner. And I've seen, of course, many, many uh, published success stories around that. Um, to what degree is it important for customers in this market to be able to benefit from the broader Google investment and not just sort of what's in Google Cloud? Sure. Um, you know, I would, I'll start with healthcare. You know, out of all the cloud vendors, Google has probably made more investments in healthcare than any other cloud. You know, we just uh, talked about the fact of the millions and millions of proteins that we've been able to predict um, using AlphaFold over at DeepMind. You know, or the work that we're doing in Verily, you know, and, and some of the, the work that we have with a microscope and, and the ability to be able to do disease detection and, and algorithms around, um, I'll say, um, disease prediction. Um, or some of the work that we're doing over in Google Health to be able to make, you know, interfaces into some of the EHR systems easier um, to do. Um, Google has some of the deepest investments um, across um, any of the, of the providers. And so it's when we go into health. Wow, we're in health in so many ways. We're, we've invested in it. We're, we're trying to make the same breakthroughs. You know, when we go into retail as an example, great, great space. And, and most organizations consider us um, the number one cloud for retail. Um, I think I, you know, we did some analysis where close to a trillion dollars of retail payments, you know, running on top of us right now. And in that space, you know, we come from a space where we've done, we're really good at helping to stitch together who is the consumer. You know, we do it from our ads business. We do it in a whole variety of our other businesses. And we're really good at helping customers actually get to that customer data platform in retail and be able to predict, you know, what that customer might want to buy, what they've purchased in the past and how you can serve that customer better. You know, in financial services, again, you know, I would tell you some of the things that we've done, um, you know, especially in the capital market space, um, you probably saw our, our relationship with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, where they've agreed to move the entire stock exchange up into our cloud. Um, that's an extraordinarily difficult thing. You know, uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange and stock exchanges are what I consider to be one of the most technologically sophisticated applications, sophisticated applications in the entire industry. You know, super low latency is required. You know, you can't drop a single packet. Highly regulated, must be auditable. Every single transaction could be worth billions of dollars. And so you really have to be able to have a, a fantastic network and fantastic architecture, um, you know, fantastic compute environment, highly resilient to be able to run a stock exchange. And so, you know, meeting, meeting the financial services organization, again, bringing some of these assets in and being able to help a customer reimagine what does an exchange look like in a world where anybody can have access to an exchange, anybody can trade currency, anybody can change trade particular commodities at the speed that they want to trade it in. So um, short answer is that, yeah, these are super exciting um, opportunities where we bring the assets of Google, you know, to bear on these opportunities. I know that. Um... Google's made it clear the role of partners super important um, for for just go to market how we uh, address the needs of our customers we achieve transformation but from your standpoint in in industries what is um, a profile of the most you know how can how can partners be more help most helpful to you in industries. Well, I, I have to thank Sana because you've been incredible in so many ways with, with so many industry customers across North America. 
Um, and I think a lot of what you're doing around hiring industry experts, um, being able to speak the language, being able to speak the language of controls, of, of regulation, of how do you stand up particular architectures, um, you know, you embrace that tremendously. So for me in industries, probably the number one thing that I get worried about is the organizational change that you have to take somebody through. When you're in a financial services company or in a healthcare company, you've got very defined processes about how you take a workload into production. You know, we get a chance to work with SADA around not just taking that technical um, element into production, but actually taking, changing the culture of the customer um, as they move. You know, so many things become code when you move to the cloud. Security becomes code, compliance becomes code, purchasing becomes code. You know, and I need organizations like Google Cloud is fantastic about building this base level technologies, but organizations like SADA and partners really help the customer actually with the change, the change in process, the change in culture, the change in how a job is going to evolve for somebody and even how to like rethink how they actually do things like budgeting and how they do things like application development. And so I really need organizations, you know, Google Cloud across the board needs partners that take us from that, you know, what I would call kind of the inch of technology to the mile of organizational change that really makes an organization successful and customer successful with cloud. So I have to tell you, I've never been more excited. You know, I always say to people that industries is a three year and plus journey. And it's that kind of a journey because you've got to get the experts in place. You really have to start picking up what's repeatable and what your value proposition is with customers. And then you really need to learn to amplify it with partners. Um, we also need to amplify it with organizations like ISVs, you know, organizations that can help with clinical trials, the organizations that can augment how we do telemedicine or how we can do loan processing or 10K processing. And so, you know, we're kind of in that, we're coming out of this third year right now, and I would tell you we're probably stronger than we've ever been in terms of having that in depth of industry expertise. You know, as I think over the horizon, um, there's a handful of things I'm super excited about. Each of my industry leaders have really set aside, you know, roughly three to five um, core bets um, around how we can help organizations take the next step in transformation. You know, we've done so much around, you've probably seen, and Sada, you've been involved, I mean, Tony, you've been involved, and Sada's been involved around our health data engine and being able to help, you know, clinicians and hospitals and, and caregivers be able to glue together the many, many data sources. Um, HDE and that health data engine is going to be absolutely critical to give improved clinician experience to be able to help better outcomes and be able to target medicine and personalize medicine better and better. And so, I, you know, I'm viewing that as a really big, um, I'll say it's taking off in most of the major hospitals that we're working with today. Um, similarly, over in retail. Um, you know, we've, you, you've done some work with us around retail search. This is a great example. We were taking an asset out of Google, which is our search technology, and we're putting it, snapping our knowledge graph into organizations when they want to be able to do, when they want to be able to attract customers and create a new search experience. So an organization like Home Depot today, when you go to Home Depot and you type in, I want to go find, I don't know, a, um, you know, a power drill, um, and I misspell power and I misspell drill as I frequently do, um, it still finds the power drills. You know, if I say I want to find a yellow power, dr power drill, it knows the yellow power drill. And so, you know, being able to take that retail search technology and move it even into other industries, be able to help financial services customers be able to find the credit card that they want or help health plan customers or be able to help media customers be able to find a particular show or subscription that they want for streaming. So, you know, retail search, I think it's, I'm super excited about it. I, I, you and I have also talked a little bit. Um, I, we made a very, very deep bet around what we call retail store of the future last year. We said, look, we're going to be coming out of this pandemic. 
people are going to want to go back into stores. They're going to want to try clothing on. They're going to want to see that yellow power drill. Um, they're going to want to be able to hold it in their hand. And so we've started taking our Anthos technology. and We've built out this architecture to be able to go into the back office of the store, orchestrate the stores, be able to integrate things like point of sale, be able to integrate you know, associate scheduling, be able to integrate in things like loyalty and payments. And so you'll see us really doing some big work, I would say, around retail store of the future. Then I would also say a lot of work around our document AI technologies. You know, I'd like to say that um, in a lot of other organizations in cloud, you know, you kind of do optical character recognition. And you've got to figure out what the word is. The things that we do with Doc AI, we, we understand the document. We understand the concepts. And so whether or not you're parsing merchandising contracts or otherwise, you know, you're going to see us do a tremendous amount with um, document AI in each of our industries. I do see the innovation that Google is creating and on the edge, using its own superpowers around understanding context, natural language processing, just massive amounts of data and intelligence. I think I think it's a it's a key differentiator um, that I think is the the cornerstone of helping our customers create differentiated customer experiences at the end of the day. Because I think that's just what what it comes down to, and I think that. Mid or post-pandemic, I don't know if you can say we're post-pandemic, but the, the reality is we're going to still have a bunch of the digital enhancement of those channels because people have created those habits and companies have created those capabilities, at least the, the beginning of those capabilities to, to serve their customers digitally. But now it's going to be more of like digital within person. How do you get the persona continuity right across all these industries, whether you're telco, you're in gaming, you're in retail. I think this this hybrid world is going to be a whole new type of challenge. And I think that this technology coming out of Google is is, is uh, purpose-built for this. Yeah. I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I would tell you that I think most organizations really prove to themselves they can do some extraordinary things during COVID. You know, getting employees to work virtually, the sheer amount of e-commerce that moved online. When you think about the, not just the B2C e-commerce, but the B2B e-commerce. And so a lot of organizations that said it'll never happen are now saying, you know, we got to move faster. I'm, I'm seeing organizations, I have to tell you, Tony, um, organizations that I've spoken to for years, I'm talking in some cases decades in my career, um, they're looking at converting their core mainframe systems to be able to be more agile and to do the kind of things. And, you know, so I'm, I'm seeing more mainframe potential conversions right now than ever. And the beauty of those are you really are rethinking the core of your business to be able to serve customers in different ways. Like, I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Look, um, first of all, I want to congratulate you on all the progress in a very short amount of time. We feel that, you know, these large enterprise customers that are, you know, deep in their industry are amongst the, the most challenging to, to, to work with because their requirements are so um, intense. But we love being able to approach them with a solution stack that comes with partnering with Google. Um, I appreciate what you said about the work we've done, but we always, we always feel like we can do more. And I think what you'll see from us and probably other partners in the ecosystem is continued and enhancement of our um, industry knowledge to a point where and, you know, together we come with repeatable solutions that can kind of resonate with, you know, similar customers in, in, the, in those industries. I love Google's uh, customer uh, first uh, approach and philosophy. I love that in our joint business model, Phil, success is defined very simply by adoption and consumption. You know, 
Um, and that's what we're driving towards because that's a corollary for, for value transfer. And I love that, you know, we partner in, in accounts together to, to get that done. Um, and, and I know that the opportunity for partners, not just SADA, but others will continue to increase because Google's been very explicit about uh, the role that we're going to play um, there and in the future. Thank you again for um, being my guest. I've been trying to do this for a long time. I think Google's approach in this sector is unique. And, and I think this is just a little bit of, uh, of education for the broader market around uh, what you're doing and what Google's doing. Any final words? Uh, Tony, I can't thank you enough um, for being an incredible partner of ours. You know, you're, you're a great partner, but also a leader in the partner community. You're a huge spokesperson for the need to do better and better with partners. We can't do our job without you, without partners. Um, and so thank you for all you do for Google. Uh, thank you for being an incredible partner and thank you for your leadership with customers. I appreciate that very much. And Phil, I know you know about this, but I got to tell the rest of the audience, impact.sada.com, September 14th and 15th, here in LA and headquarters, Sada's first ever customer summit ever in our 22 year history. I'm really excited. Of course, you're invited. Our joint customers are invited. Um, Phil, this whole time, we've only been able to ride shotgun with Google's events, Google's Next and Google's regional events. And now we're, we get to have ours where Google's, you know, going to attend ours. And I'm really excited Google's about it. To yours. We're coming to yours, Tony. We're coming to yours and we're looking forward to it. So thank you. Thanks so much, Phil. Uh, appreciate you doing this. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.